0: Step up to a NordicTrack treadmill with iFit. iFit controls speed, incline, and decline, which means the treadmill automatically mimics the changing terrain on the screen or adjusts the speed to the trainer's cues without you having to touch a thing. Explore NordicTrack treadmills at nordictrack.com.
1: Welcome to AMR Trains, a podcast about training and racing in endurance sports. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. Today, we've got a virtual celebration going on. We are helping mark the 25th anniversary of Girls on the Run, a program that builds confidence and connection in girls ages 8 to 13 through running and movement. If you have or had a middle school daughter, you've likely heard of it, and I'm confident we've got some Girls on the Run coaches listening right now. I was a coach for about five years at my kids' charter school, and I still have parents stop me in the grocery store and tell me how much their daughter loved it and ask me if I'm still doing it. (laughs) Sadly, I am not anymore. Since 1996, when Molly Molly Baker started Girls on the Run, more than two million girls have gone through the program. It's about eight weeks that culminates in a 5K that is unlike any other race I've ever been to. There are Wonder Woman socks everywhere and yummy pancakes afterward and so much cheering and momentum. It's basically a moving party. So today, to mark this occasion, we're going to talk to three people, two runners and one coach who have been inspired one way or another through Girls on the Run. First up is Katie Doerr, now a mom of two who lives in Carmel, Indiana. Katie was one of the original girls on the run. She participated in 1999 when she was in fifth grade after her mom trained under Molly and brought the program to the state of Vermont. Welcome, Katie. How are you? Hi,
2: I'm great. Thanks for having me.
1: Good. Is it Molly Baker or Molly Barker? I have it both ways. It's Molly Barker. Barker, ah, dang yeah. it! Sorry, Molly. <laughs> Sorry, Girls on the Run, people. <laughs> um, okay, all right. Well, I realize your Girls on the Run experience was over two decades and two kids ago, but what do you remember about the program? I have um,
2: a complex relationship with Girls on the Run. I've gotten to see kind of all the ins of that, ins and out of it, and how it's grown. Um, in the past 25 years, which has been so exciting. Um, As you mentioned, I started off doing the program in 1999. Um, I remember that summer, my whole family packed up in our minivan and drove down to Charlotte, North Carolina, um, spent a couple days there while my mom trained in Molly Barker's basement. Um, And then she brought the program (laughs) back to Vermont, and I was able to participate. Um, as a fifth grader, and I don't think they had girls on track then because I kind of aged out of the program then. Um, it's now offered to middle school girls, which is so appropriate. But um, one of the things that I really truly loved about my girls on the run experience, I was already a runner, um, I guess, in fifth grade. My mom and dad would take us to fun runs every Wednesday night. My mom was a big marathoner. Um, So running was just the icing on the cake for me. What I really loved about Girls on the Run was, you know, I was growing up in a town, very rural Vermont. We had 2000 people in our town. I was in a very small elementary school. And I had gone through, you know, since kindergarten with the same group of girls. And then basically all of us did Girls on the Run. And I got to know each one of them on a different level. Um, You know, there's so many icebreaker questions and not only got to know them, but got to know myself and just the complexity of my relationship with them, um, you know, because of Girls on the Run. That's one of the things that I truly loved. But then after that, um, as my mom was growing the program in Vermont, my brother, sister and I were involved in every which way, whether we liked it or not, <laughs> volunteering <laughs> on weekends Um to you know, being running buddies. And then my um, greatest opportunity with girls on the run was to be a coach myself in college. I coached a bunch of girls in a shelter. and it was just an amazing experience.
1: Oh wow, I did not know that um, prior to this interview. So tell me where where in the country were you then? So I went to a school in
2: South Carolina, ended up transferring. Um, but when I was home for the summer um, back in Vermont, I was able to coach a group of girls at a homeless shelter.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah. And um, and how was that? I mean, because that obviously we know you uh, and I have both intimately experienced um, the life-changing power of running and setting goals and that kind of thing. Can you talk a little bit about that experience as the coach?
2: Oh, it gives me goosebumps to think about. It was the most amazing group of girls and they were all so receptive some of the moms even participated it was kind of a hybrid off of the show at the time but um I just vividly remember the goal of the program is that um all the girls complete a 5k at the end and (laughs) I remember that 5k just like you described it was such a celebration you know we ended up because the program was at a different time. So we weren't able to participate in the girls on the run 5k, but we jumped on a local 5k and, you know, we walked and we sang and we, you know, did cartwheels and everyone completed it and we all ran as a group. And it was just, I know it was life-changing for them. It was life-changing for me. And then we had this huge party at the park and it was so much fun.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. You just saying that (laughs) we sang. Um, I mean, that just brings back memories of, I can't tell you how many, a my name is Amelia. <laughs> I am going to sell apples in Afghanistan. Like we played that game <laughs> yeah. over and over and over doing laps with the girls just oh trying gosh. to pass the time, right? Yeah. I many many rounds of that. Um yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. So obviously, uh girls in Rinpi uh, girls on the Run had a huge impact on you, Katie, and kind Dude. of in those formative years. Um, and it was just, now that you say it, it was just third to fifth grade for a while, and then they added girls on track, to, which is sixth to eighth. So it's really more elementary to middle school, just Correct. to clear that up. So, I mean, when you went to college and you kind of brought that perspective, tell me about um, kind of how that framed what you wanted to do with the rest of your life.
2: Yeah, that's... Um... A really good question, and I can answer that from a running standpoint and from a girls on the run standpoint um, seeing my mom do something she was so passionate about really made me want to get into nonprofits um, focused on youth and youth development and eventually I was able to get an opportunity to be the founding executive director of a chapter of the first T, And what I really loved about that was it mirrored Girls on the Run's mission to a T. Um It's all about, you know, connecting with youth at a vulnerable time in their lives and equipping them with the tools and materials to thrive. Um, so, you know, with Girls on the Run, it's not about running. Running no. the icing on the cake. That's the vehicle to teach these core values and life skills. And with the first T, it's golf. So um, I'm not a golfer, but I had the child development um, connection, community, passion piece. Um, And then from a running standpoint, I ran competitively um, in high school. Running was my sport, cross-country track. And then when I got to college, I decided that I didn't want to run competitively because the competition wasn't my favorite part of it. Um, Sure. So that's when I started doing marathons and I just, you know really kind of found myself through that. And, um, you know, just love doing the marathons rather than the competitive 5Ks.
1: Sure. It's so funny that you don't see yourself as competitive, but yet you go to, mar- you go marathon, which is, yeah. I realize it's a race against yourself and there's only yeah, you know, there's always a couple people it. on the podium, but it is, it's not like an intense step away from competition it's at true. the end of the day. <laughs> um, well, and I'm just curious, is your mom still involved with Girls on the Run after, nearly 25 years of doing it or what's she is, what's she up to? Is she still running? Kind of tell us. She's definitely still running. She will never
2: yeah. slow down. Um, you know, she's just made so many connections around the state and is so close with the new executive director, Rachel. Um, so she's not, she doesn't have a formal role, but I think she'll always be involved. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well,
1: and so now you have two little ones. Tell us how old your, uh, your little ankle biters are, Katie. <laughs> They're ankle biters. Um, <laughs>
2: John is three. He just turned three this week. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. It was a huge celebration. Um, And Eleanor is eight months today.
1: Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So they are. And you kind of have used that idea of bringing women together for your next chapter after the first tee. So you went from golfing to tell us about it.
2: Yeah, so um, I was doing um, or working with the First Tee in Charlottesville, Virginia, while my husband was in business school. And um, when he was in business school, it was actually one of the most special times in my life. I met my best friends, um, this really strong, amazing group of women. And then um, when my husband graduated, we all moved to different cities. And um, I moved to New York and um, he got a job in New York. And while well, I was excited to be back in the city, I just, I didn't know anyone and I got pregnant maybe a month after we moved. And um, I mean, being a mom is something that, that's been my goal. I've wanted to be a mom my whole life. I was so excited when I got pregnant. Um, it was beautiful. It was perfect. I had my first baby. He was perfect. I loved being a mom, but I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any family around. Um, and I didn't have a job because I got pregnant a month after we moved. And so John and I would, you know, spend our days walking around, um, finding classes to go to, mommy and me classes to go to in the city, but I wasn't able to meet anyone. I went on all of these, you know, it was like dating apps for moms to meet each other and I didn't really have it just it wasn't working. And um It just turns out that all of my girlfriends were having babies around the country at the same time. Um, And my friend Brittany came to visit me one weekend. This was, we actually ended up moving to Chicago two years or about a year and a half after. Um, And Brittany came to visit me in Chicago with her six month old. We were just talking about, you know, how it's so hard to meet people. And we were actually at a baby music class. And we started thinking, if we can't find this community, let's just create it. And so that's where our concept for the bunny hive is born. And Brittany, of course, um, had just moved to Atlanta from Boston. And we decided that Atlanta was gonna be the better place for the bunny hive at this time. Um, you know, we hope to open more locations and spread this concept, but um, you know, with COVID hitting, it's been a challenge, sure. but it's not slowed us down. Um, but the bunny hive, we call it a boutique social studio for babies and grown-ups, but mostly moms. And it's a safe space. It's a community for grownups to come and feel like their old selves again. Um, We have, you know, lots of resources and support groups. We have mommy and me classes or grownup and me classes as we call them. But, you know, we bring in physical therapists and chiropractors and nutritionists and pediatricians and lactation consultants and doulas. Um, We have book club. We have wine nights. We have seasonal events. And it's just been a fantastic community for new parents, I, I wish that I lived in Atlanta so I could be part of well, it. I, I was about to say, so
1: you, you just moved, you told me you just moved in July, was that right?
2: I just moved in July, the same month that we had my daughter Eleanor, so I haven't been traveling. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually going to Atlanta tomorrow. So oh, good. to, to very much looking forward to getting back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and I can imagine, I mean, coming back to um, just the community, and I mean, one of the things that I remember so much about the my experience with that is yeah the girls weren't all friends right um Mm -hmm. in 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 the school setting right they you know especially the third to fifth graders i mean the fifth graders think that they rule the school yeah the third graders are intimidated you know it's it was it's interesting to see them go up the ranks if they stayed for three years and um Mm -hmm. and uh but what was so cool was that there was a great connection between them, like at the, you know, when they came out and ran or whatever, you could tell that a couple of them let their barriers down and they did, you know, they were just, it was just a nice place for you to be yourself, um, you know, via, via running and running with people and, you know, cheering each other on and that kind of thing. So, I mean, I imagine that the bunny hive kind of has that kind of veneer taken down, which I think, you know, we're slowly doing in society in different places. Right. But like, you know, it's a place to, I imagine I've never been, but you know, to, to cry say, Oh my gosh, this is so effing hard. I had no idea. Right. A
2: hundred percent. It's a, yeah. you know, you, it's a place where you can go to connect and um, you know, develop your new identity, embrace your new role as a mom. You can sit you can breastfeed, you can feel comfortable, you know, doing that in public and cry or talk. We have a, you know, nitro brew coffee bar, have a cup of coffee. It's like, you know, act like you're at a friend's house or something.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a friend's <laughs> house that you wish you had. That's, that's exactly. what it sounds like to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Well, so do you imagine starting um, a chapter, uh, a, a Girls in the Run chapter where you are now? Is it? Do you say it Carmel or Car... Say it's
2: it. Carmel. Yeah. Carmel. It's Carmel <laughs> too, but they say Carmel here. So... Okay, um, Carmel. I would be shocked. Like I said, I'm brand new to this community. Yeah. Um, I would be shocked if they didn't have one already. Okay. Sure. um, I I certainly would be honored to be involved, and you know, in a couple years, Eleanor will be ready to join too.
1: Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Well, awesome. Thank you for sharing your experience, Katie, for um for enlightening us on your experience with girls on the run. That was really fun, and um, good luck with the bunny hive and with those little ankle biters and and your new spot and all that.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Whatever your reason for running indoors—weather, parenting duties, safety, or convenience. You owe it to yourself to get a NordicTrack treadmill with iFit interactive connected technology. It's a game changer. With a huge touchscreen, iFit transports you to an energetic studio workout class or stunning locations filmed in more than 40 countries across all seven continents. iFit offers up thousands of on-demand workouts from walking and hiking excursions up to speed building intervals and everything in between. There are even yoga, boot camp and cross-training sessions that will have you hopping off the treadmill. As I await delivery of my Nordic Track treadmill with iFit technology, I'm living vicariously through other mother runners who are already putting in miles on theirs, like Pam Harris, who was a guest on last week's show. Pam wrote in an email, I love using the iFit workouts on my Nordic Track treadmill to travel out of my house. I'm a beach girl stuck far from the ocean, so my favorite runs always involve the water, like today's four-miler along the coast of Santa Cruz, California. I also enjoy walking and hiking tours that take me to faraway locales. I've been traversing New England with trainers Jed Brophy and Graham McTavish, and I adore both the scenery and the guy's banter. Working from home, I sweet talk my dad into making me a treadmill desk, and I walk and work for an hour or so several days a week. As Pam details, the possibilities on a Nordic track are endless. To see what she and I are talking about, head to NordicTrack.com. That's N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K.com. See where you can go with Nordic Track Treadmill. With
1: Next up is April Massett, who started a Girls on the Run team in Solano County in Northern California. Her daughter, Julia, who is now a senior in high school, was in the program for five years. Uh, Their family moved to the Dallas area four years ago, and April has stayed with Girls on the Run. She is now the regional director of the Central Region. So welcome, Julia and April. Thanks for joining us.
3: Hi, thanks for having us
1: awesome so april first um we'll start with you tell us what motivated you to start a team in 2013.
3: oh yeah uh, so i finished a run in san francisco and at the post run expo um, which during these COVID times we all miss yes. um, i uh, visited a girls on the run tent uh, display at that expo and i started looking through the program that it combined movement and uh, discussions with fun uh, life skill discussions and uh, community service for girls and um, julia was in third or fourth grade at that time and i thought oh my gosh number one i wish i would have had this when i was younger Um, but number two i would really love this experience for my daughter so i went home i contacted the closest counsel to me which was in Napa County, California, and talked with the executive director there and asked, hey, you know, I'm over in this county. I would really love to be part of this for me and for my daughter. How can we get it going? And she said, you know, if you can help us get started and you can coach, then we can get it done. And and that's how we got started.
1: Nice. So how much work was it to get things rolling?
3: Yeah, it was not too much work. I would say the the biggest um, piece of uh, getting a new site going was just getting the thumbs up from the site administrator. And since it was Julia's elementary school, um, it was a thumbs up from her principal. And her teacher at the time helped me uh, gain that thumbs up saying, hey, yep, we're, we're good. Bring a Girls on the Run group here. And she ended up uh, co-coaching with me as well.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, and so you, you were a coach for three years. Is that right?
3: Um, I've coached off and on over the past several years. Okay. Um, as I started working for girls on the run that Napa and Solano council, I tried to coach at least once a year. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been a good way to stay close to the girls and, and stay grounded and and have fun with this organization that I love.
1: Nice. Well, so back in, back when you were coaching, Julia, it sounds to me, I think I was told a story that you really challenged yourself personally when you took that coaching role. Yeah,
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I did. So um, at the same time I was um, trying to move forward in my own journey towards physical fitness and health. I had two young ish kids at home. My son who's younger than Julia um, is on the autism spectrum. And I I really knew that I just, I needed some movement to balance my brain um, and to do something fun. That was just me worked through a lot of mom guilt, but um, our executive director, Joyful Janet in Napa um, was a, or is a triathlete. And so are some of my closest friends. So uh, we got together and started training for triathlon, which was a huge challenge for me as um, I was fine with the running and I was fine with training and building up um, endurance with cycling, but I was not a swimmer. Sure. Which (laughs) is tough. Yeah. It was. It was. So swimming was definitely it it was a challenge for me. Many um DNFs on the open water swim uh course, uh part of the the events before I uh finally got through it.
1: Nice, nice. And so were there some lessons that you took, or was it just kind of seeing these girls? find their, find their groove and movement and find their confidence and movement that, um, that pushed you to, to get in the water?
3: Yeah. um, Yeah. There were definitely some uh, lessons learned and maybe mantras that um, were part of the girls on the run process that I took with me in training. Um, One was definitely that it doesn't matter if you're first or who's fastest, just keep moving forward. Sure. Um, So really I could just be part of my own uh, growth and focus on myself and my performance and getting a little bit better every time. Um, At the time that I was training for triathlon, Julia had started swimming as well. And it was very inspiring to me to see her take to swimming as she did. Um, And I felt like even though she didn't say it, maybe she had her eyes on me as well. Um, So when I would go out and train or I would come home from an event and kind of have to report back how it went, I know that it mattered to her how I did as well.
1: Sure. Well, that's a great uh, way to bring on. Julia, are you there, Julia?
4: Can you hear me now?
1: Yep, I can hear you very okay, well, Julia. Great. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Julia, what do you remember about that time about um, Girls on the Run? Like, what are some of your good memories of, because you were in the program for five years, is that right? Yeah,
4: <laughs> yes. So what are some uh, things
1: that stand out?
4: Well, <clears throat> the things that I kind of took from it were not only the, sometimes the pain Of running for such a long time because I wasn't I'm not usually I'm not the most athletic person but um kind of the struggle of getting to do that with your friends and watching them struggle too and kind of having that support knowing that they're gonna help you get through it that was really fun for me I really enjoyed that
1: that's great um I mean you obviously kept coming back. So it was, was there certain things that you found that helped you um you know kind of get in the mindset to to run?
4: Um it it was a lot of help from my mom, honestly. Like what it she's right, watching her train for triathlons and coming back home all tired and stuff, it did inspire me and I was I was swimming, but I was also trying to get um, into a more well-rounded sense of like physical health. Mm -hmm.
1: Nice. Nice. Um, are you still running? Do you run now or do you swim still? Again, you're a senior in high school right now. So. um...
4: Yeah. Um, I run occasionally. I don't really swim because we don't have, um, access to a pool. Unfortunately, I would love to swim some more, but that's just how it's been. Um, I get a lot of my exercise from being outside doing marching band, but Mm -hmm. that's, that's it.
1: Yeah. Well, and we know that that's a big, I was talking to you early before we got on my son's in marching band and I was like, okay, so what's your, you know, during COVID, I'm always like, what's your activity today, today, Ben? And he's like, marching band, mom. It is hard. (laughs) It is. It
4: It really is.
1: It's a lot of steps, a lot of uh, intricate movement, right? And carrying an instrument, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, talk a little bit. I mean, you know, those middle elementary school, middle school years are are tough. Right. Uh, And I know you're still in the, you know, coming out of high school, so you're not too far removed from them. But can you talk a little bit about how Girls on the Run, some of the, you know, the friendships, the lessons, that kind of thing might have helped you over some speed bumps?
4: Oh, definitely. Um, I am not that I kind of started out as a pushover a little bit. I kind of let people walk all over me. I let people treat me in not so great of a way. And a lot of the lessons that I kept with me from Girls on the Run were how to stand up for myself, how to stand up for others, being compassionate, being empathetic. Um, And so I was dealing with a lot of rough things that, a lot of middle schoolers were dealing with middle school's a pretty, it's not, it's not a great time. No, it's not. Um, And so I just think learning how to carry myself in front of other people that served as a form to respect myself. That's really, that's the main thing that I got from it.
1: And I'm very
4: thankful for that.
1: Yeah, that is a massive lesson. I mean, yeah. being able to stand up for yourself is um, is a, is a lesson. I think a lot of us are still trying to learn. So the fact that you got that um, so young in life is awesome.
4: Yes. Yeah,
1: I had a um, the one of the women that I coached with once um, was in the army. Uh, and I can't remember oh. the exact lesson that she had, but it was about standing up for yourself. That's what what brought this back, the story back. And she basically, like, one of the things that we learned, which, dang it, that I can't remember exactly what it was, but she used that that afternoon on her boss. Um, like, oh. to, to, you know, he was asking her to, to maybe stay late or I don't know what it was exactly what it was. But, you know, I expected her to have this very tough veneer because of her job. Um, she did something. She wasn't, like, in the core, but she did something with the army. And uh and the fact that she learned something uh from Girls on the Run, the lesson, and took it to yeah. <laughs> the army. I was very impressed with that. So anyway. Well that's great. Um well good luck with your um with your marching band, Julia. And <laughs> Thank you. um and have a I'm glad that you had that experience five years um in some very important times in your life. It's gonna stick with you.
4: Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Okay. All right, you can put your mom, mom
1: back on. you ready to come back? I'm
3: ready to come Okay. Back. And I'm back.
1: Perfect. All right, I've <laughs> written down these times. That's great. Thanks, April.
3: Uh-huh. Um,
1: okay, so I want to know what's going on with Girls in the Run right now during the pandemic. Is it like a case-by-case, state-by-state thing, or can you kind of...
3: Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely speak to that. So um, as every youth activity program has uh, been impacted. We have as well. And we, um, during the summer, um, actually during the spring, right after uh, COVID kind of shut our country down, um, the teams at HQ worked really hard to ensure that, number one, girls could have some resources uh, that they could use on their own at home during that spring and early summer of 2020 time, just to stay active, to process, to uh, work through what was going on. Um, and then over the summer, uh, the the teams at HQ worked to ensure that our curriculum uh, could be facilitated virtually as well as in person. And for those councils across the country who could implement in person uh, they could do it safely with physical distancing in mind and um, just keeping health and safety top of mind um, because we know it's important right it, it's this is unprecedented. Um, most will not go through this again hopefully um, and have ever and it's stressful. Uh, kids are, Scared, uncertain. They're disconnected. Um, maybe they're not moving as much. It was um, I was listening to Julia talk uh, with you about her um, movement and physical activity, and um, she's uh, she doesn't consider herself an athlete, but it's good to hear her say things like, "Hey, mom, you know, when can I go back to the gym?" Or we should get a treadmill. Like she knows that tie between movement and good mental health. Um, And we wanted our go to girls to be able to access the same. So really, depending on the environment in their local communities, Girls on the Run councils are still serving girls um, as best they can through this time.
1: Nice. Well, and so, you know, I know we've got a long way to go back to get to normal or whatever Mm it's normal. is going to look like now, but if someone's listening right now and either wants to be a coach or see if they have um, a local team in their area, how, how can Mm -hmm. they do that?
3: Yeah. If someone's listening and wants to be involved first, I'd say thank you um, because you'll be doing something amazing and healthy for the girls, but also for yourself. We know the benefits of volunteering and connection and mentorship. Um, so yes, they would go to girlsontherun.org, which is our um, national website. They can find a location or a council near them by plugging in their zip code or their city. Um, we'll let them know what local council is nearest to them and then they can connect with them to see what the volunteer and coaching opportunities are. Nice.
1: And um, can you talk a little bit about what the requirements are for being a coach? Because, um, you know, I think some people are like, oh, I couldn't coach a, a running team. Um, but in yeah. fact, it's not necessarily so much coaching as it is sometimes coaxing and um and listening, right? And and right. prodding maybe a little bit too.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're not uh you don't need to be Alice and Felix to get out there and inspire exactly. girls. Um really we're looking for positive, energetic people who can uh feel comfortable getting fully supported and trained to facilitate discussions, activities and running games to encourage girls to uh, grow socially and emotionally, to progress with their uh, movement and physical activity and um, connect with others. Totally. No need to be a star athlete.
1: No, I mean, that's the thing you, and and you can be a walker. You can be a walk runner, you know, you can, um, you can be
3: a Yogi You can be a hiker, cyclist, a retiree. Um, it's really important that our girls see themselves in their coaches. So we encourage everyone, uh, to reach out and get involved. So girls have that opportunity.
1: Totally. My one bit of advice is to not play the game, chase me until towards the end of the session, because it was like the coaches, you know, that's what we did once. And that everyone was like, okay, we want to play that game where the coaches chase us. And I'm like, no, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm going to pull a hamstring. We're not doing that one anymore. You know,
3: they so, do have a lot of um, contagious energy. They yeah. do.
1: They do. Well, and it's fun too. I mean, that's, I was talking, I was talking to Katie earlier about how I played that game, you know, a, my name is Amelia. I'm, you know, going to sell apples. if that you know, in Afghanistan or something like that. You know, like some uh-huh. kind of repetition game or singing songs or whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, we lapped our school, just a school building. We didn't have a track mm-hmm. or anything like that. And, um, you know, it was just, you know, certainly there are times where you're just like, okay, could you just like keep moving, right? You know, <laughs> because it seems to me sometimes the girls they either walk at like. The pace like they're at a mall or they sprint like they're like, you know, being chased by a tiger. And I'm like, OK, we're going to work on pacing. We're going to work on this. But, you know, it was really... Um Really fulfilling by the mm-hmm. end when you realize, you know, that they could see that they had gone, you know, last time we did had eight check marks and this time, you know, chalk marks on the playground. Now this time we have 10 or 12 or look, look how much farther you went. And, you know, and they and they could you could see that kind of slowly sinking into them as much as they sometimes dreaded the actual movement. Um, you could see the bigger lessons kind of sinking in. And that was pretty cool.
3: Yeah. You know, the girls are going to get out of it what they need at that moment, right? So maybe they joined uh, because they do love to jog or run or be active and that's great. And maybe they joined uh, because they're interested in the community impact project piece. Maybe they joined uh, just to have fun or to meet new friends. So you get girls that join teams for various reasons. And as a volunteer coach, you get to um, just facilitate Um, their success in the season and then stand back and celebrate with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the parents, I mean, some of them are so appreciative of the program. I mean, I'm sure you've heard that again and again, because you've been with the program for so long, but you know, whether it's, you know, getting their kid who wasn't an athlete moving or seeing, you know, the parents can see the kids grow emotionally over the course of the program or whatever it is, but there's certain, things again like that being a coach is super rewarding um and there's also different levels too like if you're not up for you maybe can't don't have the time to make a commitment to be a coach you can come and be um are they still called running buddies like Uh you can a kid through the 5k
3: oh yeah prepare to be moved to tears (laughs) yes yes. (laughs) when the girl that you're running with uh crosses that finish line it's a great experience um there are many ways to be involved and i agree um families have been able to reach out to us and let us know how much they appreciate girls on the run still being there being an option being there for their girls during this time some of the uh, comments have said things like um you know everything else is shut down or all of the other activities are unavailable girls on the run for my elementary school girl or my middle school girl it's been a lifeline during this uh you know pandemic and we hope to be exactly uh, that now and in the future. That's awesome.
1: So how are you all how are you April personally celebrating the 25th anniversary and how is the organization celebrating?
3: I know it. I know it. I I have to say I've seen uh so much cake lately. <laughs> <laughs> images. We've had meetings, discussions about dessert. Um, We're so excited to celebrate 25 years of inspiring um, girls and fun and joy and and activity. I personally am serving as a table host for um, our Girls on the Run 25th birthday celebration. So I'm inviting uh, my friends and family to join us um, and log in and be part of that. We have um, great speakers, panelists, and hosts that are joining us. We get to hear from past participants and current go to girls. So, um, that will be a great event here coming up soon in just a couple weeks. And you can find information on joining us for our birthday party on our website as well at girls on the run.org.
1: Nice. And I will put that link in the show notes. It's just, it's a Thursday night, right? It's like the 20, is it the 26th? I don't want to, do you, do you happen to know the date off your top of your head?
3: Uh, our, our birthday party is on the 25th, I believe the
1: 25th. Okay. All right. Well, follow the link. Don't follow us. Cause we're not sure, <laughs> but, um, thank you, April. And thank you, Julia, for joining us. You guys are awesome. Keep up the good work, keep the girls moving forward and believing in themselves. We need more and more and more of that can't get enough. So take care. And thanks again.
3: Thanks so much for having us.